time it is for you. Um, we're looking forward to what we have this morning. Uh, it's a beautiful day outside, and uh, I hope you are ready to worship. Real quick, before we get rolling, I just want to encourage you, if it's your first time, if it's your hundredth time, if you've simply never done it before, uh, take a moment right now to visit www.c3ak.com uh, hello and fill out a, uh, an online electronic visitor's card just to let us know you were joining us, uh, and so we can give you a shout back and, and just greet you and say hey and thank you for being with us. Uh, parents, um, you guys you should know by now, www.c3ak.com slash kidprint. You can get the uh, activity sheets for the older and younger kids. Get one for yourself as well. We don't mind. And uh, as always, always and forever, we are a praying church. If there's something going on in your life you need prayer for, something going on in the life of somebody you know, and they need some prayer, we are glad to pray for whatever it is with you. Uh, simply send your prayer request. Send an email to prayer at c3ak.com and uh, that will go directly to our prayer team. You can be assured that uh, the second that hits inboxes, there will be people uh, throughout the course of this week praying for your need, whatever it might be. If your need is a little bit more personal and confidential, you don't want to share it with a broad group of people you don't know, you can send an email to either uh, Pastor Jason at c3ak.com or Pastor Tracy at c3ak.com and uh, we assure you we will take those prayer requests and share them just between the two of ourselves. And uh, you can be assured that uh, we will be praying about your need with you. It's, uh, it's our honor. It's our privilege. And uh, it's a pleasure to do that for you. And that's all I've got. We've got great stuff in store. So let's kick it off with a word of prayer and then we'll go. Father, thank you for this day. I just pray you would come now and you would abide with us. That you would help us to put aside all other thoughts, all other distractions and focus solely on you right now this morning. Uh, help us to focus on you as we lift up our praise and our worship to you, wherever we might be. Uh, help us to put aside feelings of, of, you know, feeling weird, feeling just not right, singing by ourselves or with our family in our home. Help us to focus on you and lift up our voices to worship you. And then, Father, help us to just focus in on you as the word comes, as the message comes. Help us to understand what it is you're saying to us, what it is you want us to know. Help us to appreciate how whatever is being said, there's something in it that you want to communicate to us individually and as a group. And then give us the strength, give us the courage to go forth, take what we have heard, and to be obedient to put that into practice in our lives. Come now, Father. Abide with us. Accept the praise that we have for you this morning. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. I also want to welcome everybody here with us this morning. We've got a few extra people in the building with us today as well, and uh, glad that they're here. And just so you know, next Sunday we are back open. Uh, we can accommodate up to 150-ish plus more people in this room under the mandate. So come on to church. Uh, we will be gathered here in this auditorium together, singing together. We'll still be encouraging, you know, good hygiene practices and all that stuff mask wearing to be kind to your neighbor and all that business, but we'll be excited to be back here in this place together for those who are able to join us. We'll still be live streaming and we are hopeful 
that in the next week or two we'll be able to include uh, Facebook live streaming with our uh, Sunday streaming. We had some technical difficulties with that this morning, but we'll figure it out. So we're still on YouTube. I'm glad that you're here with us. I want to say a special welcome to Wade Powers. He's here with us this morning. That's Craig's brother, and uh, he's here uh, to join with us on Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. here in this auditorium as we have a memorial service honoring our friend Craig Powers, who passed away here last month, and I uh, know that you'll want to be here and be a part of that. If you cannot be here and be a part of that, we'll also be live streaming that on our YouTube channel. And uh, we'll, we'll have a time of uh, kind of testimonies where, you know, if you'd like to say something uh, about Craig, what he uh, means to you, and maybe how he's enriched your life in all the many different ways that he was touching uh, other lives in this community. Uh, but maybe you're not comfortable coming here or you're not able to come here, you can email to me, Tracy at c3ak.com, something you'd like to say, and we will find a way to include it in the service on Tuesday as well, all right? So uh, I hope that you'll be able to be here f for that with us in some form or fashion as we honor the life of uh, just a great friend to us and still big loss that we're feeling every time that we get together uh, here. So, uh, Wade, glad that you're here with us. Good to see you again, uh, and uh, we love you. We loved Craig a whole bunch, and uh, we were honored to have him here with us, all right? So we're going to sing together a little bit, and uh, hopefully you'll join us. Like Jason said, right there in your living room or by the campfire or wherever you happen to be right now, uh, lift your voices and let's sing to the Lord. Within the veil, 
Touching every 
You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Good, good Father, it's who you are. 
So we're taking a, a little bit of a break from the book of Mark, at least for the next couple of weeks, but maybe a little bit longer. Um, next Sunday, we'll be having a communion service. Uh, we have individual uh, elements that we can give you so that those are nice and sanitary. We'll make sure that they're cleaned before we put them out. If you're going to be at home, I encourage you to get some things together, whatever you would like to use to represent the, the wine and the bread. Um, However that works for you at your house, I encourage you to do that. Pastor Jason and I will be 
uh, talking this week about what that'll look like. We haven't planned it yet. It's just we just know that's what we're going to do next week as we gather together, uh, both in this place and online. So uh, be prepared for that. And then I'm not sure what we're going to do after that Sunday as far as a sermon series. Um, we had some ideas that we talked about a few weeks ago. We're going to try and narrow those down, all right? So if you did not join us last week or maybe in the weeks before, you can find all of those uh, messages from the past several weeks, both on the audio podcast page and on uh, the YouTube page. You can restream it there. You can find all of that at c3ak.com slash podcast. All of that information is there, and you can go back and catch up. We've had some really, I think, uh, really good messages uh, throughout that series. Uh, we've had some other voices join us along the way, and uh, there were a couple that Pastor Jason gave that I thought were really tremendous. So if you missed those, I'd really encourage you to go back and catch up because it's good stuff. And uh, what else are you doing with your time right now, right? So where I want to direct us today, I'm not going to spend a long time. I want the text to speak, so I'm not going to add a lot of commentary uh, because I think the text speaks pretty well. I'm going to set the stage a little bit and maybe pull out a couple of things that I want to emphasize, but let me just set the stage this way. We're going to be in Romans chapter 12. We're going to start in verse 9. Uh, right before that is one of the most uh, famous verses in the Bible. There's many that are famous, but this one gets used a lot. We've used it a lot here because it's important to us. Uh, Romans 12, 1, don't be conformed to the world but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus. And then he tells us to be willing to present our bodies, our whole selves, as a living sacrifice to God, which he says is our reasonable service in light of what God has done for us. It seems reasonable that for everything that God has done for us through Christ Jesus, his sacrifice for us to redeem us, to save us, to bring us salvation, and to give us a purposeful and full life on this earth, as well as the promise of eternal life, that in light of those things, it's reasonable for us to present ourselves as a living, daily sacrifice to Christ. So they, that's what he's talked about just before this. And the context in which I want to talk about verses 9 through 21 is just, uh, we've touched on this a few times in the past several weeks. And listen, our country is out of its mind right now. I, I don't have the answers. I don't know everybody who's right or wrong on every side of every issue. But this is something that concerns me greatly. And it is that I see again and again and again that those of us who claim to have been transformed by the renewing of our minds in Christ Jesus, who have been commanded to not be conformed to the world, those of us who have taken up the charge that says, present ourselves a living sacrifice to Christ Jesus, when I look across, whether it's social media or people representing themselves on the news, there's a very famous pastor out of First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, that I'd like to punch in the mouth. I'm not going to lie. I think he's doing a bad job of representing someone who's been transformed by the power of Christ because of some of the things that he says and the ways that he treats people. And we're going to see it right here in this passage. Because what's told to us in this passage is very clear. But what I see is that those who claim the name of Christ, man, I can't believe the way in which we're behaving. 
I can't believe the way in which we're minimizing brothers and sisters and those who are lost on all sides of every issue. It's not just the conservatives. It's not just the liberals. It's just not the libertarians who pretend like they're down the middle, but they're really not. It's everywhere. And folks, I think there's a particular problem in the American church that we have conflated our American ideals, the rights that we have as Americans given to us under the Constitution that we believe granted by God, and our politics, we've conflated those things with our relationship with Christ. And friends, this is another one of those days you might not like me after this, and I don't care. I come from a military family. I love my country. Uh, I'm as patriotic as the next guy. I have so much respect for the sacrifices that my dad and his friends made in Vietnam and those came before him. We've had folks here, we have folks here now who have been active military, active National Guard. I love those people, I respect them. It has nothing to do about respect for country. But folks, when it comes to the purpose of the cross and the purpose of our national flag, the two are not the same. One of those things needs the other. And it is not the cross that needs American exceptionalism. It is not the cross that needs the flag. It is not the cross that needs patriotism. Friends, our political understandings, our leanings, our beliefs, whatever they are, I don't care where yours rest. You probably have no idea really where mine rests. In fact, I can guarantee you don't. Because for me, the greatest cause on this, earth, on this earth is not who's going to win the next election. It's not who the past or future president is going to be. It's not who's going to control Congress. The greatest purpose for me as a believer on the face of this planet is to share with people the person, the presence, the love of Jesus Christ that they might be saved. Amen. And friends, I'm grieved. And, and, and I, I'm not without blame. In fact, I think Jason talked about this here not too long ago. There was a time in my life where I was a mass consumer of political ideology, and I used it as a bat to beat people, because I'm good at that, frankly. I'm good at using my words to fight people. But I, had, I, I realized I had to make my words subject to the cause of Christ more than I was. And I really had to decide where my allegiance was going to be. Uh, I mean, we have a 4th of July baby in our house. Karen's a 4th of July girl. We love 4th of July. We go down. Man, did we miss the parades and all that stuff this year. Because we love to go and celebrate our country. We love our military. Uh, I have uh, beautiful friends who are police officers in this town that do a fantastic job of caring for their neighbors. It's not about that. How do we do those things? How do we respect those things that we hold deal, dear? The ideals of America, the, the, the freedom that America has that is found nowhere else on the face of the planet. How do we hold those things dear and be good Christian examples to the people around us? How do we speak out against injustice? How do we put our finger on things in this country that are wrong, that are marginalizing certain groups of people and keep our Christian faith at the front of that? Because Friends, at the end of the day, Jesus is the answer. As Christians, if we don't believe that Jesus is the answer, we have really got it messed up. And so I'm challenging you, challenging myself, 
to examine your life daily and just ask yourself, are the words that I'm speaking, are the words that I'm typing, are the things that I'm consuming, are they helping me to elevate Christ above all else? And I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to encourage myself that if the answer to that question is ever no, then whatever it is that is causing you to elevate it above Christ, I want you to cut it out. Because the moment anything else becomes a greater voice in our lives than the message of Jesus Christ, whatever that thing is has become our God. We're idolizing something above who Jesus Christ is. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't political ideals and uh, social ideals and social directions and social change that isn't driven by the purpose of Christ, because clearly they are. We can take and look at the status of the world, the status of our country, and look at what Scripture teaches us and say, well, this is a way that we should not behave in politics. This is a way that we should not behave in culture. This is a way that we should not behave in certain areas of public life and, and governmental life. But man, I'm just really, I get depressed with how much it appears that people love candidates more than they love Jesus. And I can only make that judgment because I hear them talk more about the candidates than they do about Jesus. I get depressed when I see how much people care about a social cause, but with the absence of Jesus in the solution, because that tells me that they care more about the cause than they care about Jesus. And I'm saying to us as Christians, it ought not be that way. Here are the words of Romans. It's a, it's a home run right out of the first sentence. We could just stop there. I'm thinking about it. Here we go. Let love be genuine. Be real. We say we love our neighbor. Do, do we? I used to get frustrated with that phrase about a whole bunch of things that the church would jump up and down about. That to, well, we, we hate the sin, but we love the sinner. And I'd think, man, it sure does not look like it. Because the words that you're spewing and the behavior that you're, you're exhibiting sure looks like you hate those people. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Jesus tells us in another place that we cannot serve two masters at the same time because if we, if we try to do that, we'll hate the one and love the other or love the one and hate the other. Serve the Lord. One of my dad's favorite verses, as for me in my house, it says, we will serve the Lord. And that was a guiding principle for us growing up. We heard it all the time. Dad, why are we going to church again? We're going to serve the Lord. Dad, why are we cleaning the bathrooms at the church where you're serving? Because we're serving the Lord. Why are we helping these people who don't have food? Because we're serving the Lord. It was our, it was our call. I hope my, hope my sons have heard that message too. Serve the Lord. Verse 12, rejoice in hope, be patient, oh man, be patient in tribulation. 
I watched an idiot scream at people at Walmart yesterday right here in Anchorage. He's gone all over the world now. And in the midst of it, he talks about being a Christian. Man, friends. What damage do we do to the cause of Christ by being impatient and unkind? In fact, one of my friends on Facebook said, this is why I don't consider myself a Christian anymore. It's because people like that. It's a cop-out, but I get it. People say they won't go to church because it's full of hypocrites. Where would you like for them to be? Where are they going to get better? Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Oh, it's getting hard now. Bless those who persecute you. It's hard to bless when you're fighting. Blessing and cursing cannot come from the same fountain. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, means proud. Do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. No one is too good to hang out with anybody else in the economy of the kingdom of God. Never be wise in your own sight. Man, these are, tough, these are tough things. I think my dad used to say it something along the lines of, uh, don't write checks, your bleep can't cash. Don't think you're smarter than you are. Don't be wise in your own eyes. These are emphatic statements, by the way. If you notice, these were not, none of these are suggestions. I want you guys to consider, just think about, no. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. When you're faced with evil, you don't respond with evil, but instead you think, what would be what would be a Christ-like response so that if I do that, everyone would be honored in what I do and say? Now, here's one. If possible, if possible, so far as it depends on you, which means as far as you can control the circumstance, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I mean, just do everything you can to be peaceful with people. Now, there might be times that you can't achieve that, but you, tr- you strive for it. Beloved, never, never, 
avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, in fact, if your enemy is hungry, not just, not just the homeless guy, not just the person, the woman who's down on her luck, did you hear that word? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. So the Bible teaches us that at, that at the time when Christ died for us, in fact, it says at the right time, Christ died for us because God loved us so much. But it also says that we, when he did that, we were his enemies when Jesus gave himself like that. It wasn't that Jesus looked at us and said, ooh, I don't like those guys. They're my enemies. No, he loved us so much that he was willing, even though many of us would reject him, turn him away, put a, put a hand in his face and say, I don't want what you have to offer, Jesus. I don't want your salvation. Even though we're willing to do that by the scores, he was so much in love with us that he was willing to sacrifice himself, his enemies, so that some, some of us might believe And we model this to the contrary. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. <laughs> For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Finally, like, yes! <laughs> Woo! Payoff! <laughs> is that our motivation? Maybe sometimes. I have at times been kind to people who really hated my guts because I knew it just ticked them off. But I've also seen some of those same people eventually have their hearts changed by my goodwill and no longer be my enemies. Because the pressure of that, even, even for the unsaved, even for those who are still enemies of God even, the pressure of, how, why is this guy being kind to me? At some point, for some people, it finally turns over and they go, man, I can't like, I can't keep being mean to this guy. Look at how nice he's being to me. And our kindness can move them. And then finally, do not. Do not be overcome with evil but overcome evil with good. And there's a really important principle in this final verse. So critical. I remember growing up in youth group, something that never made sense to me, and we refused to teach it uh, when we were leading youth ministry, Karen and I, with a bunch of other lovely people. Uh, it's a... Oh, man. It was this idea. And we'd do an, we'd do an example. Like, uh, we'd put a chair up. I'm moving, Jeremy. We'd put a chair up. We'd have one person stand up there, 
And then we'd have another person stand down here, and the person standing on the chair represented the world, our worldly friends. And the person standing on the ground was like the Christian trying to live their life. And they'd say, like, you got you to gotta quit hanging out with worldly friends because here's what happens. And they'd grab hands and they'd pull on each other, right? And the, I'm sorry, the worldly person standing down here, the Christian standing up here, and they'd pull on each other and they'd pull the, the Christian person off the chair because, see, your worldly friends are going to pull you down. Oh, I have a two-syllable word for that that I can't say in this context. But that's what it is. I never understood that example because it says to me that the power of the gospel is not powerful. <laughs> if you have Christ in you, why could you not lift up the world? Isn't that what Jesus did for us? You raise me up. So I can stand on mountains. He raised, and he raises us with him. And that's exactly what it says here. Do you see this? He says, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Which one is more powerful? How could evil be overcome with good if good isn't more powerful? And so when we go through this whole part of this chapter, verses 9 through 21, all of these commandments that he's giving us here, these are rules to live by. Be good to one another. Love truly. Love your enemy. Feed your enemy. Give your enemy a drink. Be harmonious with everyone. Um, don't fight back against those who persecute you, but instead face them with love. If we will do those things, oh my God, church, if we do did those things, the power we would wield in the world to overcome evil with good. And so, I don't know what anybody else is getting for a message in any other church in the planet today, but this is the message for Christ Community Church and those who have joined us. It's those verses, 9 through 21. Live that way. Let's live that way. Let's be those people and see if in the world around us, the place where we live, the place where we influence through our words, our conversations, our texts, our social media, our postings, whatever, what if we really committed ourselves to overcoming everything that is evil with that which is good? And let me put this fine point on the end of it. Lest anyone think that a political system or a political figure or a political party or a government or a social movement or any of those things are good. They're not. The Bible tells us that there is only one who is good. In fact, Paul says that the best I have to offer compared to the goodness of God is like a pile of filthy rags. The Bible says there is no one good, and it emphasizes no. It's like it answers your question. There is no one good, and you go, well, it goes, no. Not one, 
except Christ alone. So the answer that we give to the world in every circumstance, please, church, is Jesus. I'm going to ask Chris to come and sing for us this morning. And this song goes right with this message because it tells us the story. It tells us the truth. It tells us the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I want you to remember that. Take this time to meditate. Think on these things. Ask the Lord to speak to your heart about these words today from the book of Romans.
ask the worship team to come back and join us. One last song. And uh, you guys can sing along with us there at home. Um, today is Jonathan, who's drumming with us back here. It's his last Sunday with us. He and his beautiful little family are going down to Texas, where he's found some work. And uh, we are going to miss him a lot. But I want you to pray with me as you... Uh, Join us with this song, pray for their blessing, and that the Lord will really just uh, bring great things to their lives as they make this move, and uh, that they'll just see great success in everything that they pursue. Uh, Jonathan, I, I can't remember how long you've been with me, except for that short little time where you abandoned me and went to college. Um, but all the way back into his high school career, you were like 15. 14, 10. <laughs> he was young, but um, he is an awesome person. And I will say that among the friends that I've had here uh, serving at the church, he's been just one of the best. He has helped me time and time and time again, uh, really selflessly. And I love him, and I'm going to miss him, and I'm thankful that we've had the chance to have him with us for a while. But I'm excited for you, brother. Bless you.
joy comes in the morning. And when the oceans rage, I know that to be afraid. Because I know that you love me. Your love never fails. When you're strong and the water's deep, I'm not alone here in these open seas. Your love never fails. Oh, no. The chasm is far too wide.